welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 82, the very first episode of the new year. All those crazy, crazy sound noises. Thank you all so much for joining us. Tonight, we have an amazing show planned for you. Tonight, we are going to talk about the survey results, kind of the direction of the podcast a little bit, um, some of the new segments that we have coming up, some of the old ones we might be phasing out, as well as a conversation around the league results for Nickel City League Season 2. We also are going to be doing our raffle giveaway. So if you entered into our survey and you submitted your email address and your name, we will be giving away a copy of Siege of Coruscant. Yes, so I have a copy of Siege of Coruscant I purchased out of my pocket and decided to say, hey, whoever submitted something, we are going to be drawing random names in the giveaway. We had over, we had 30, well, I'll take myself out. So we had 30 responses with email addresses and over 50 actual survey results. So we should be pretty good on some of the conversations on which way we want the show to go. And if that's not enough for you, if that's not enough, we are going to be bringing back a special guest who used to be a host, took a couple of months off, and now is going to come back and join us again as a host. That's the most through this new season. Without further ado, let me bring in Mr. Charles Dillman. How are you tonight, sir? Doing well, and yourself? Good. It's crazy. I haven't seen your face on the stream in, I don't know, like four months, I think. I think it's been four months, maybe five. I think it's been longer than that. It feels like it was before I'm... I don't think I, I don't think I did any shows out of the new house, and I moved into the new house in May. So I think the the last stream I did would have been in the old house. So May twelfth would have been my last week going because that's when I moved into the new house I'm in. So either awesome. way, happy to be back. I feel like a, a Jedi that went into hiding and then uh, suddenly reappeared to uh, relearn or to unlearn what I have learned. And yeah, so ironically, you're a I am. One. I was going to say, ironically, I am now everything that we built this show around uh, in the original. Are you drinking wine? I am. I am. I am drinking. What? No, no. Wait, wait, wait. What the hell? <clears throat> I go away for five months and Chris <laughs> gets so hoity-toity that he's not drinking scotch anymore. He's drinking wine. It's a New Folks. Year new liquor, man. Come on. I haven't wine. drank wine that often. It's a cab too. Do you like cabs? I have. It's a. Cab. I don't drink wine. Oh, well, you should. I literally, drink wine. this is probably like the first time I've seen you actually drink wine. It is not. We did a show. I don't know, like a month ago, I was drinking wine. But my <laughs> wife bought these glasses for New Year's Eve two years ago, and we've never used them. And I found them in the basement for this New Year's Eve, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to start drinking wine." So I bought like three bottles of wine, and not for nothing, but you know, you can put whiskey in those glasses too, right? You can. It's I have special whiskey glasses though. So, so. do I. I got um I got a set of the uh the Glencairn uh whiskey glasses for Christmas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I have that same and one a that, really, that and a really cool decanter <clears throat> that's got a kraken on it. Oh, yeah, that's nice. I do not have a decanter um yet, but I'm looking to we've started to rearrange our house and do some fix ups and I got like my board game cabinets in my room now. I just got to go through all my DVDs and sort and build them. 
um, into cases, and then I'll be able to have my board game room, and what I'm going to do is rotate my desk, and then I'm going to have a little bar um, with some of the whiskeys in it, because I have, like, a couple of them I bought. Um, yeah, next time you're up, I have I have this um, bottle from New Holland that's called the Brett series, and Ooh. it's it's like a little bit of a darker whiskey, but I don't know. It was it's it's like a, it, it's a it's barrel like a barrel bottle and then it's got like um I don't know it's like a 72 proof or something like that oh, or wow. no it's got to be higher than that it's 140 proof or something like that there you go so it's like 72 percent it's so it's really strong um I know uh I know for Christmas uh one of our mutual friends Bob uh conspired with my uh with my girlfriend and sent me a bottle of zip uh I don't know if you know what zip is or not um, nope. if you, if you go to Big B, uh, which is a coffee place in Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, and some of the surrounding cities, you can order a non-caffeinated drink and have them add zip to it. Uh, and zip is a caffeine add. It's a flavorless caffeine additive. Um, and when we were up there in November, uh, to the family, I found out that you can buy it by the bottle directly from Big B. So you could caffeinate milk if you wanted to. Uh, and so they, Bob sent me a bottle of that for Christmas. So I've been adding it to like apple juice and my morning orange juice and anything that I can find a reason to caffeinate it's in there. So awesome. Well, awesome. Well, we're happy to have you back, Charles. Um, especially because there'll be some new segments that we'll talk about in a few minutes, um, that we, we will be kind of going over, which will be beneficial to have a newbie around. We're going to call you the newbie of the show. Is that what we get to That's call you? That's fine with me. I was <laughs> just going to say, I have finally become exactly what the show was originally built for, which is a person who doesn't understand anything about the game and wants to learn how to play it. There we go. Because I have not, I've not touched an X-Wing ship to a table since, since, the, gold, since the Gold Squadron. Yeah. since Well, tournament-wise, since oh, the, yeah, yeah. the Gold Squadron planning phase cohort. And then JJ came to my house one time and uh, showed me how much I really don't know. <laughs> I will tell you, in the time that you're gone, Matt Carey won the GSP Galactic Championship with Boba, uh, Rook, and Kanan Jarrus. Oh, you mean Scum is still good. That's It's good to see that not much has changed since I left. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. <laughs> Is Fenrau still better than Sunterfell? Yes, nope. he is. All right. Hey, look, look. Even the AI said differently. The AI said that it's based on playstyle, Chris. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You can have JJ put that up against, and I'll run Sunterfell, and we'll see. Oh, we'll JJ see how would, long it goes. JJ would wreck you if he was running Fenrau against. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Tanner here actually has a better record than me in the Nickel City League um, for this last season. Mm. That yep. was top 11. Yep, top 11 player out of 40 on players. Well, that I'm ain't... back now, so it's time to change that up. Hey, if you want, you could join the Nickel City Online League. We will be happy to draft you onto our team, actually. Heck yeah, man. <clears throat> so I'll have we... to talk to Greg about that. Well, you don't have, you don't have to talk to him. You just got to join. It's free. And if anybody doesn't know, if you have not joined the Nickel City League, season three is starting in February. But because Greg is kind of a wuss, he's going to wait till after the Super Bowl. I say just start it ahead of time because it's not like, I don't know, who cares? Unless 
your team gets into the Super Bowl, does anybody really watch it? I don't. Uh, you know, I, I guess this I year we no matter what. I this year no what, we're going to watch it together, JJ. I'm going to make you watch it with me together, and we're going to stream what, us Super instead Bowl? of a show. We're going to stream the Super Bowl and others commentating and yelling at the screen, especially you know if what? the Giants get in. That you know what? That's the Giants fine aren't going to get in. The Eagles clinch their division. I want I want to have a live reaction for when they release the Ahsoka trailer during the Super Bowl. I want that live reaction when that happens. That's going to be perfect. I can't wait. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you, Charles. Uh, glad to have you back. And we will look forward to your newbie commentary. Maybe we'll get like a little sticker, kind of like GSP has that says, GSP wife approved or whatever. We'll we'll put newbie approved and Charles can hit a button and every time he hits it, it'll like <laughs> flash on screen and then it'll be I'm like, in. this is newbie approved. Heck yeah. All right. So just a little bit of housekeeping. Um, so new year, new promises. Um, we will be getting Patreon gifts out to those that are registered on our Patreon for the quarter. Um, I will hopefully be able to get those this coming week um, out to you. Um, I've not done anything and my car has been in the shop, so I have not had a lot of free time. Um, right now work is really crazy for me actually. So, um, I have not had a lot of free time between the holidays and work, but we will get Patreon prizes out. If you would like to join the Patreon and I'm not trying to shill for the podcast, although I do need a new computer, it seems. Um, if you would like to help support and get cool prize support, we are coming up with special type of prize support for Patreon. So, um, I will tell you a little bit of what we have planned. I don't have any visuals yet, but essentially what we're going to do is we're going to kind of do sets. So you're going to get like a set of things. So if you're subscribed and you start subscribing, you get the first tier of sets and then the second tier and then the third tier. So the longer you can subscribe, the longer you're going to get. We are working on getting um, tokens and cards specific to munitions and bombs because everybody uses munitions. Everybody uses bombs. Um, we have a really cool design uh, by Corey Heald that he's working on, and hopefully we'll have something for me in the next week or two that we could show. Um, and hopefully we'll have the tokens before the end of the quarter. Um, I would like to have some to be able to hang out at Adepticon as well. Um, but <clears throat> essentially what we want to do is we are going to be giving out tokens specific to the munitions cards. So they're going to have, instead of just having like a little munition symbol, it's going to actually have a little symbol for a missile or a torpedo or something like that on it. And then we're going to have customized cards made. And the best part about all this, the best part about this whole thing is on the back of the cards, instead of us just putting a big effing logo of ours on it, we are going to put the text to what the card does. So for example, blazer bomb, we're going to have all of that conglomerated verbiage all on the back of the card. Same with concussion missiles, multi-pod missiles, all of that stuff. That way you have a reference for what the dice results are going to be and what they have to do. So you, hey, you drop a proxy mine. Somebody goes, oh, let me flip the card. Okay, you specifically will be able to take one damage and roll two dice and get another damage because we know that those are important things that happen. And especially as a newer player, that's kind of one of those things where, hey, you don't know what you're going to take, right? You know, somebody shoots a proton torpedo and you're like, why do, why do I have to take three extra crits? Well, you don't. You only have to take one extra crit unless you're Luke and have malice and all of that garbage that he gets um, for it. 
But anyway, so that's kind of a Patreon update. So if you would like to join the Patreon, that would be awesome. You also are able to join us, uh, subscribe here right on Twitch um, as well. We use some of the Twitch revenue essentially to um, pay for the podcast every year, um, as well as put out some prize support. Now, the second Patreon announcement, the second phase that we're working through is creating specialized tokens for your crew cards. That's all the information I can give right now because I don't have that set up because the one artist wanted a lot more money than I had to give uh, to begin with. So I'm talking to a couple other artists to see what we can come up with um, just, for that. Just get AI to do it. You told me I couldn't do that. So I don't know. Do I said I said that I didn't approve of it, Chris, because AI cannot create. AI does not credit its sources that it's using for inspiration in any way, shape, or form, so the artist doesn't get paid. So I don't approve of it, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it, Chris. There's yeah. a lot of things that you do that I don't approve of. Just saying. I don't know about that. But anyway, we are not, we're not going to do AI stuff. We are looking at some, some artists to see what I can get commissioned um, and how we can go about that. So, But the second one is going to specifically be token sets. Um, with crew members probably for each faction. And they, the stuff that I've seen that I want looks pretty cool. So we'll just kind of see where everything lands out. And hopefully within the next month, that'll be kind of our second um, phase that we have. If you want to call it a phase. All right, gentlemen. Why don't we move on to the survey results for the show? We don't want to spend a million hours on them. But let's go ahead and transition over to that. So what we kind of did is we, we broke everything down. Um, essentially, what we did is the, the first three points are what we've categories we've put these in. So we decided to have three types of categories. We are going to have um, what would we call ongoing reoccurring segments, which is kind of what we've been doing with um, some of the ship breakdowns or we do like a list um, for that. And that's kind of what we're going to be doing our roll call segment. We're also going to have a new segment called Tales of the Syndicate. And those are going to be our standalone series. So we just did our chess series. We have more longer term Academy 101 series planned. But we decided to do like a, a small one-off type series that is going to basically be one or two episodes. We'll have this included in it. And we're going to call it Tales of the Syndicate. And hopefully I'll make a cool logo for that here this week. And then the last one is our Academy 101, which is our reoccurring segment. So now you're asking, what do the survey results come in for? So the first thing, and I'll just be open, is I was critiqued on uh, how much I talk about separatists. So we have a goal. We're going to work towards not just covering uh, Tanner's separatist love and his favorite pilot of all times, Grievous, who, by the way, JJ, I bought a little Grievous. Um, I'm sad because I'm not running Grievous in... Um, in my event, any in the event for Kyber Cup, but I bought a little a Lego character with Grievous, and I can now put him on my ship. <laughs> That's your target lock, right? That's gonna yeah. be your target lock on the table. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give a lightsaber. Here's a lightsaber, and I'm gonna take it back. Lightsaber, take it back. Well, much like Anakin, I have come to bring balance to the Force, so don't worry. <laughs> oh, good. Um, we'll so about, then we'll talk about the best faction in the game, which is scum. <laughs> it might be. You never know, sir. You never know. Um, so essentially we, we are going to do is, um, we will talk less separatists. Um, the other thing is that the other kind of critique we got is to do a little bit more visuals. So JJ and I, as we plan out 
the segments are going to work towards actual visuals, whether we pre-record a game and take screenshots or whether we like display the game live. Um, so that'll be a big thing uh, going forward that we will do with all of the, the segments to help encourage you to sign up on our YouTube page and watch the video later on. If you're just an audio only listener. Now for some of the upcoming series, we broke up. What I did is I kind of just broke it down. Right. And essentially what we're going to have is the roll call segment. We're going to do how to react to the meta. We're going to do ship ranking with pilots based on a scenario. We are also going to do um, overutilized or underutilized um, or broken ship or upgrade cards, which we kind of did before. Um, uh, we're going to get more into that. And then obviously we're going to keep our community list submissions, which is the topic we're going to cover tonight at the end of the show. For the standalone Tales of the Syndicate series, we're going to talk about creating how the community can create like a player ranking system. If it's something that we should be doing. And if not, how we, how we can kind of maintain it to look at like the feed system that they have in chess. We are also going to tackle a, um, more improvements to OP slash tournament results where that one will wait till after Adepticon. We'll kind of see how Adepticon goes and I'll get into Adepticon here in a few minutes. Um, and my disgust and like of kind of what's been happening. Um, we're going to talk about tournament preparation, and we're going to also be talking about um, unified rating system or an efficiency rating for squads or ships. Good night, honey. And that's kind of going to be, you know, we used to have that with Bohan back in the day, and it has not really been updated. So there's going to be a discussion, and we'll have somebody on to talk through is that something that can be done and how to create something like that. Then for our bigger series, uh, the ones that are kind of more reoccurring that we call our 101 is going to be how to play X-Wing. We are going to cover how to play X-Wing. And I know that probably sounds boring for some people, but trust me, we've had actually quite a few of responses that wanted to want us to cover that as a series. Um, so, we thought, especially with Charles returning, that's a great opportunity um, to talk about how to play X-Wing because Charles can talk about some of the new scenarios, his questions as a newbie, and it actually will be very beneficial, I think, because Charles can ask us the question as we play and act out these scenario pieces live. We will be talking about faction identity, strengths and weaknesses, um, which I'm sure Charles will love because we'll get into scum for him and his love of scum and then the last one we're going to talk about is actual list archetypes what their usages are and how to maximize efficiency there you go that was our survey results Do you, <laughs> any questions from the peanut gallery suggestions anything you guys wanted to comment on before we move on now i just want to give a big shout out to all of our uh all of our listeners that uh that responded to the survey thank you so much everyone for listening to our survey um and our show and um, providing us these responses here uh we're excited to bring you guys more content for you guys to uh to enjoy and uh, we just hope that we can uh, make it as entertaining as possible for you the listeners awesome all right, JJ, do you want to go into Adepticon? 
discussion or do we want yes. to cover nickel city stuff first let's go into adepticon because that's that's uh kind of uh like hot news that that's come out today uh so for the, those who don't know today uh earlier today the tickets went on sale for the last chance qual or sorry for adepticon in general online and with it um the chance to participate in the last chance qualifier uh for the world's event there at adepticon today um i think the tickets lasted not even 15 minutes before they were sold out <laughs> and um and they went to wait list um as of earlier today uh when i checked the wait list has been uh taken off right now um as i understand it um they're considering opening up more spots over there i believe 120 players was the max if i'm not mistaken for 128 uh, 128 players yeah uh, so we're hoping that they can expand that out to get more and more players over there. Um, they did post that they wanted to have everybody, um, even if you already had a world's invite, to participate in this last chance qualifier um, to uh, to part to engage it. Which, I mean, as an so, organizer, I can see why. But you know, you want to make sure that this event is filled to the max. But I I kind of feel that if you already have a ticket, you should probably give it a spot to somebody who doesn't have one. Uh, okay. So, so that, that was uh, a little bit wrong. They do not want, if you have a world's ticket, you do not need the last chance qualifier, nor do they want you to play. That's a, okay. that's a misunderstanding. They do not Good. need you to play at all. So if you Good. bought one, please refund your ticket right now. <laughs> Cause it looks like yeah. there's three tickets on the website. It says there's only 125 or 128 sold. So if you don't have your ticket, Go there now. Buy your ticket. You still got. There's three spots supposedly open for it. Nice. Um, so no. So so the answer is they do not want you to to do that. Do not do that. What they do want to do though, and I have spoke to an organizer, is they do want to actually have the first day one basically event. They want that specifically to be um f completely filled so that is official i've talked to a, 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 i've talked to somebody i won't name names right now um they would not give me certain information um but i have talked to somebody that is working uh with amg on worlds and essentially the idea is is they would like to fill 180 spots so if you come down here to the day one championship they have 180 tickets that they will be giving away. I do not like this 8 a.m. thing, though. I don't understand why people like 8 a.m. But Because the tournament that big is going to take all day if you started any later. I know. Yeah, I and know, it's already... Yeah, and the other part of it, too, is that, you know, Depticon itself probably gave them a time limit for when they have to be done. You know, if you remember last year, we were out, like, at, what, 1030 at the plane <laughs> all day. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So... They will have 180 spots available. The last chance qualifier has 128 tickets for sale uh, with, I, I guess, 125 claims. So if nobody gets them, there'll be three tickets there um, for it. So talking to the organizer, uh, the person that I was working with a little bit, is essentially they want to fill that 180. So we know... JJ did the calculation for us. We know there was 14 events in 2022. And in those 14 events, I believe they handed out four world's qualifier tickets apiece. Yeah. 
I don't know if every event was the same, but I'm going to just say based on Gen Con, there was four seats available. So if we do the math, that is 56 world tickets that they have given out this year. If they want to fill the 180, which is what I was told they do, they only have other invites from October to February before we had our shutdown in March. I don't know how many events there are. So if somebody wants to tell us how many bloody events, but I believe store championships were only one ticket, right? Or were they two or four? No, it was it was only for the, the winner of the store championship that uh, got a single ticket. Yep. And did they have any tournaments between uh, the end of October and the beginning of March? I think they were um, all stores, right? Weren't they? I, I'm not sure. I, I, and remember, the other part of it, too, is that internationally, there would have been events as well that we may have not known about as well. Okay. But we're looking at basically four months, maybe five months worth of events. I did a little bit. I looked in on on list the list fortress, and I essentially just kind of went through March, and I saw in March there was, I don't know, like 20 store championships. So that would be an additional 20 tickets. My theory is they handed out essentially 50 to 60 other tickets, which means last chance qualifier will fill the remainder of those. They will not confirm for me how many went out, but they will confirm that there is some. Yeah. So now, the discussion piece, right, of of this is kind of the format, right? So I do like that they have a day one, right? And essentially the way they're going to run it is anybody that, that gets a three and two record somehow, whether it's three, one and one or three, oh, and two or three, two and oh, will make day two. So you have to have three wins. They're going to have five total rounds and you have to have three wins to be able to get in to cut the next day. Then you're going to play for day two, um, which will cost you nothing. And day two essentially is 90 tickets. So 50% roughly of the, of the, the field will make a day two and we'll play on Saturday. Then for day three, which is the finals, they're going to do a top, cut of eight. Okay. So essentially you have a 4.5% chance of making top cut that day. Yeah, that's a, that's a little bit rough, right? To, um, <laughs> to kind of have to go through three days of, uh, of games to, in order to qualify for the world event, which is again, another two days, right? Um, so, I mean, you, you got to play well for five days consecutively with that list and God knows how many you're thinking, what, five games a day, you think, right? Yep. There are five games a day. So you're going to be playing 15, 15 games total. If you, if you have to play in the last chance qualifier, I mean, wow, in the, now I'm, I'm thinking way, way back, right? Cause the last worlds we had was, uh, oh, what is his name? Ali uh, Pocknell. Yeah, Ali Pocknell won. If I remember correctly, like it was a three-day tournament. 
with day one being the last chance qualifier. So you had to do a six round plus cut tournament day one to get into being able to do, I want to say day two, which was day one of worlds was a six round plus cut tournament. And then top cut got moved to day two, which I want to say day two was a single elimination of top 30. Was it top 32? Top 16, I can't remember which, but still, you're looking at probably 12 to 15 games in the original worlds. And I think just me personally, they're probably doing what they're doing this year because this is the first world tournament that's been held officially uh, under AMG's helm since COVID. So, I mean, we've got to give everybody the opportunity. I mean, I'll be honest with you, even when I went to Vegas for LVO, two days was enough that, like, at the end of two days, I was done, dude. I was like, I'm ready to lose these last two games just so I can go get something to eat and go get some rest. <laughs> I can I cannot imagine five games or five days. Um, and I'm still thinking about going to Adepticon, but I don't know if I'm going to get there or not. We'll see. Well, <clears throat> good news is if you do go and you do still want to hang out, from my understanding, there's still quite a few people who are going to be going um, to hang out. So you'll be able to get to meet um, some of the people that from the show. I think Greg is not playing, but I think Greg was planning on attending. So um, some of me thinks I got to get my other mic back. I wonder if we just do it. We could do a cast in the hotel room. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um but yeah, so I agree with you, Charles. Like the two days, it's by the way, JJ, it's not five days. It's actually, um, if you play the last chance qualifier, it's four days if you get into the top eight. <laughs> so, right, um, right. But so the last chance qualifier is three days total, right? No, it's one day. Oh, okay, okay. Never mind. All right. So I, I, I just added it on twice. Okay. So it's yes. three days. Yeah. Yep. So you have one day and then you have round one, round two, and then. Um, your finals at the top eight. So, which I guess will probably be pretty brutal. Um, be, when we get closer, I think we'll do like a challenge bracket, bracket and do some giveaways around that. Um, just because I think it would be hilarious to see who people pick to get in the top eight. Um, Duncan Howard. I, I would put money on some Duncan Howards. I would put money on Crispy, actually. Um, Crispy is probably, unless Crispy doesn't go, Crispy is probably the one I would put most of my money on um i don't know uh matt carey is also a very very good player i i wouldn't discount him being in in the in the conversation look if nobby doesn't show up and bring me tim tams then i'm <laughs> just gonna say i'm just kidding look i will also tell you just on a side note chris because that's how long it's been you can get tim tams at world market i know hmm. i've i found that out i also bought him on amazon one time too <laughs> we ate him on the podcast live, if I remember right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Where I don't remember Nobby how long ago that was. Can we but... summon him? We haven't. I haven't heard from Nobby. He's taken another job, so he's kind of disappeared. Um, yeah, off the I face can feel of that. The I can world. feel that. That's what happened to me. So, so Got now, hustle, yeah. So it does look like there is quite a few supporting um, things. They're going to have pods. They're going to have the droids you're looking for. They're going to have some aces high. I don't know what a cooldown pod is. Um, post tournament, like, for... play a couple of games. People who got eliminated I... out of the exactly. Uh, and they're also going to have 
what's called some open play. If you come, see, this is the sad thing. Right now, as of today, the only day that they're playing the scenarios is on the day the last chance qualifier is. <laughs> so, like, like I won't even get to go play, like, Battle of Coruscant, which is, or Siege of Coruscant, which is what I want to play. Because I haven't played that yeah. one yet. Um, that's that's probably for the, the people who already have their invites. They're, they get there early. They want to play some games. Win some tickets, win some cool prizes. That's that's uh, what they're probably going to do, just like Last of Death Gun. Yeah. Um, there is also open play. Then on Saturday, they're going to have more pods. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of these other tickets. Um, but we'll 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 kind of go from there and kind of see what they do. Um, Saturday is filling up pretty quick with the pods. Um, I guess I probably should buy some pods if I'm going to play in them. Um. I just hate spending 10 bucks on something that, you know, I don't know if I'm going to get to play. So, um, I'm sure you can sign up at the, at the, um, at the time they actually go on, uh, much like, a, like last year, I'm pretty sure that they have that pretty open. I hope so because I just don't want to, I did get my last chance qualifier ticket and it's, and it, JJ's going to laugh because I, as soon as I went and went onto the website, I went a half hour early. Um, <laughs> and, as soon as I went on, I found out what they were doing for the last chance qualifier and I got pissed. And so I messaged JJ and I just started blowing up Discord because I got pissed off. Um, but anyway, so we essentially, I, I still went and bought the ticket anyway because I already had my hotel room reserved and I don't know what my rate it would be. Like, I don't know if I could get my refund on that. So I went ahead and bought that anyway. I am close enough. I can go play in the last chance qualifier and then just go home in a day or two. Um, if I don't want to be there. Um, but what I'm hoping is a lot of other people will be there and there'll be some cool stuff to do to hang out um, for everything else. Um, can I play X-Wing for four days? Well, I will be able to play X-Wing uh, for at least three of those days. I probably would not stay on Sunday. Um, yeah. To to be fair, Mystic, I also want to give uh, Shatterpoint uh, a try as well if I were there. And... Um and see how it is. I'm actually interested in uh, in the Star Wars Shatterpoint. Um, so, okay, so let's, let's dive into real quick what the Last Chance Qualifier is. So the rumor I had heard, and, and this is before I um, I had a, a inkling into X-Wing, is that the world's Last Chance Qualifier in 19, 50% of the people got in. Is that true or is that not true? I was not there, so I can't really attest to that. Oh, you're so. killing me. All right. Sorry. Um, so we did some math earlier, right? So we said we know there is 56 tickets given away. My theory is that they're, they've given away 60 of those tickets. There you go. Matt Carey has confirmed it was um, 50%. So if we have 128 people there, seven rounds, holy shit. Um, this one is only five. So essentially, if we have the 128 tickets, if or 180 tickets, so if 60 and 56, what is that math? Somebody do math for me. What 112? That leaves us with 68 tickets roughly left over. You if you round 60 and 56, 56 and 60, yeah, that's 116. 116. Yeah. So that roughly leaves 64 open tickets in the world's qualifier, which is ironically about half of what the 128 people are. Yeah. So 
if they do not open more tickets, my belief is that 40% or anybody that has a three and two record will make the first day of worlds. If they open more tickets up, it'll be less. But yeah, again, we're here to see what upsets me the most is in this. They say a minimum of 16 people will qualify. Right. And like, I think that's just worded BS. Like just tell us that how many there is like if they've, if based on this, they've actually given out what's 180 minus 16, Charles. 180 minus 16. Yeah. 162. 164. Yeah. So that means I was close. That means between four months or five months time before we shut down, they gave out over a hundred effing tickets. That seems illogical to me personally. Well, you said it is FFG. I was going to say, we're talking FFG here. They were, they were all in. They didn't have a crisis protocol to bankroll their, their business and to forget about the games they acquired. Sorry. Still, still salty. The other part of it too uh, is to consider is that it, it, on the on the very unlikely chance that they don't actually fill up the last chance qualifier, they're at least guaranteeing that sixteen tickets will be given out. Regardless. All right. Fair enough. So that was kind of where I got off on on the wrong foot, and I almost didn't get my ticket. I did, ironically, just I got my ticket anyway, just because this has kind of been something that we've been talking about doing. And last time, last year, JJ and I went and had a, a hell of a lot of fun just hanging out, just the two of us. Um, I mean, ask him about how many drinks we had when we got back to the hotel room at 11 o'clock and then tried to get up at eight in the morning. I mean, yes. it's better than when Sean got up because Sean liked to get up at, um, I don't know what, six. five or 6 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. God, Sean. I love him. Now, when we did our, um, we did our team tournament, uh, in Ohio last month, he did not get up at 6 a.m. He got up at like 6 30. <laughs> But he we had an Airbnb, so it was yeah, a little yeah. bit easy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so that was kind of my beef uh, with it a little bit. I, I I will take a little bit backseat, and we won't spend all podcast talking about it because I don't think it's a. I don't think it's fair to really go into that because we don't know all the details. I will say if AMG does not do a little bit better job of clarifying, like again, this is just kind of like <sighs> going back to Charles's point. You know, yeah, they they have other things, but now they've hired people. They did change their website. They told us they were going to do that. They changed the website. That's good, right? We are starting to, the rumors of OP are starting to, but if they do it this way, I'm going to advocate, and I, I hope a lot of other people advocate that we create our own worlds then. You know, we can still use all the same things and do everything, but like some of the prize support GSP has given out and the prize support, like when we went to that Ohio tournament, the prize support there was, was great for what you paid. So, um, hopefully AMG will be able to step it up a little bit and um, hopefully they allow more than just top 16 out of a last chance qualifier into the first day of Worlds. But if not, I will be bringing my Dice Thrones um, and if you want to come and play a game with us, um, I will have other games. I'm sure we can snag a table somewhere in the lobby. Uh, I'll bring some flesh and blood decks just in case anybody it, wants to get into a game or two. There you go. Hey, and it, it maybe maybe JJ will bring his laptop. I'll bring some in some cameras, and maybe we'll stream Flesh and Blood. There you go. We'll, yeah. That'll be our side thing is is watching Charles kick Tanner's ass. Except for the deal is going to be whatever deck Charles picks, we get to go ask somebody that plays Flesh and Blood 
um, which deck is better, and I get the better deck because I don't know how to play very well. I'm, I'm going to let you know right now. There's a meme currently going around, and this this meme speaks to my heart even as an X-Wing player, and it's a picture of Elmo sitting next to a pile of fruit and superimposed over the pile of fruit. It says, viable meta lists... And then on the other side of Elmo is a pile of a powdery white substance and superimposed over the powdery white substance is the hero that I choose to play. And then you see Elmo face down in that. Now you just replace the hero that I choose to play with uh, non-essential scum lists. And it the same applies between X-Wing and Flesh and Blood. I don't run meta. <laughs> I never have. I never will. I have more fun just messing around. So... Well, good. So then I can only get my ass beat a little bit versus handedly. Correct. Good. All right. And now if you come, Charles, you could bring some flesh and blood. We will 100% carve out time. Even if we don't stream it, we will carve out time for the two of us to play flesh and blood because I, I didn't know. like it when I played it. I just yeah. we don't have a big local scene here and I didn't couldn't afford to pay into the pay into the cost of it. Like they do. I know that there's one in GR at on 28th street because i bought some cards there when Galactic, i was there i i won't go there anymore. i don't know it's the most cramped store i've ever been in and that's not a dig on the store but like i walked in and immediately felt claustrophobic yeah so galactic no, toys no uh 28th street going um in granville yeah going towards granville oh, okay galactic toys doesn't carry it anymore that's where i went first uh they don't carry it anymore so yeah. I stopped using Galactic when they were undercutting uh, Destiny boxes and selling them under cost um, illegally, and they got their Destiny stuff pulled <clears throat> from them, and they did it more than one time because it was, like, again, if you want to sell it at cost, I don't care, but you can't sell it, like, 5 10 bucks a case under cost or a box under cost, you know. Anyway, so... I will be going to Adepticon if you would like to um, join us or join me at least. Um, I know I will be there at least a couple of days uh, for it. And Charles, if you do come, bring some uh, bring some flesh and blood. So we'll do. We'll see what happens. Right now, plane tickets are like four hundred dollars. I'm gonna need some yeah. uh, some incentive uh, to to pay four hundred dollars to fly with my kit and everything from Orlando up to Schaumburg. Well, I'll tell you what. You only have Road to trip. bring some of your kit. I can supply whatever ships you want. So, well, that's something else that, and this is this is not show related in any way, shape, or form. But that's something else that John and I were talking about. Is instead of me flying into Chicago, I could fly into GR and just you know, it's what like three hours, three yeah. hours, three, not three even and a half, three hours from GR. I could yeah. ride in with John, stay at the hotel that he's got booked, and then you know, play if I want to or whatever, but at least I'd still get to see you guys. Yep. You could do that. And uh, we do, uh, John and I are actually at the same hotel. So right on. even though John JJ and... doesn't want to come and spend time with us. Yeah. There you go. JJ, you could drive. It's close enough for you to drive. I'm considering 10 hours. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. So let's talk, let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, and let's talk a little bit about the NCX Season two finals again. JJ will post the link in the description or in the uh, the notes here in a few minutes. He's going to find us the season three sign up form. If you would like to play 
in the Nickel City Season 3. Please, 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 please sign up before February. It is one of the funnest leagues. It is a team-oriented league. There is zero pressure. It is extended. But this term, I believe they banned any of the extended upgrades, but left all of the extended pilots. So no auto blasters. Thank God. There is not massive pressure, Greg. Maybe there's massive pressure to get Greg out of my basement. Um, he keeps camping out in my basement. I don't understand why he won't leave. But um, if if you would like to play in the Nickel City League for season three, um, it was a lot of fun. Um, and you get to use all the extended ships and all the extended pilots. And that was like, for me, that was a draw that brought me in, even though I did ran Separatist and didn't get to run any of the things extended. Um, I, I found that as, um, that was pretty fun do so before seasons ended the overall standings were as havoc tender gods endgame fox mega milk union payback cfis and njo we had a tender gods versus havoc and then a fox versus endgame um i lost by one point uh jj lost by one point right um, yep. so the games for Endgame against Fox were very, very, very close, um, for it. And, um, the Havoc versus Tender Gods actually went to the full five game series. So that was yep. pretty fun. Um, we actually got five games out of that one. Um, we did not get five games out of our JJ's <laughs> out of a team Endgame, but we had a good run. It was fun. We can't all win it. Everything. Um, now we talk about season finale. They had Fox versus Havoc, and Havoc took down the first win. The first two wins. The third win went to Ben, and then the fourth win went to, or the third win for the, the fourth game went to Crispy, which also was a very close game by one point. So essentially, that game, that whole series was decided by one point. Um, yeah, definitely. And great, you know, congrats to, to Team Havoc. Uh, they had a, a, a fantastic collection of players there. Uh, they play their hearts out, and I got to watch all the games there. And, man, they they just they they performed very, very well. So congrats to uh, Team Havoc uh, for winning Season 2. Yep. So we have no idea. I have no idea who's keeping anybody. JJ, has anybody, is anybody getting kept for the next season? So... The way that so it we works, have a conversation about that because that has come up. Um, but uh, but yeah, me and you have to have a conversation about that, just not on the podcast. <laughs> so JJ is not keeping me, even though I had a better record than him for this next season. My one my one point loss has failed it. See, I've been ousted from Nick's team, then I get ousted from JJ's team. Look at that. Meet Charles, and I will just join our own, make our own team. There we go. Uh, well, nobody else wants you, which makes you think I want you. All right, fair enough. <laughs> um, so to I don't know fair. how the JJ. Do you know how the keeping? So can you just explain at least how the keeping stuff works? So yes. You don't have to get into any of the other. Um, so uh, essentially, if you decide to keep a player, you keep them at the uh, at the draft round that they were picked um, plus one. So if you were picked at round three, then it will cost you a round two pick. So in your case, if I uh, decide to keep you, you would cost me a round one pick. And I have already traded my round two pick to Nick from Tinder Gods to get you for last season. So 
yes, there's a conversation to be had about that. So what's going to happen <laughs> is JJ's not going to pick me, and then he's going to trade his second his pick away again to acquire <laughs> me halfway through the season, just like he did last time. And it's going to be Nick. That's what's going to happen. Nick's going to go. I'm just going to scoop Tanner up because I know JJ's going to give JJ's going to give uh, Tanner up again. So Charles, you missed it. Lot like uh, was that trading uh, trading day? The NFL yeah. movie. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Draft day, draft day with Kevin. Draft Cosby. day. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a fantastic movie. I love that movie. Well, you miss it, Charles. There was a week JJ couldn't come on, so I had Nick come on, and me and Nick ousted JJ for about five or six months about why he yes. didn't even bother to draft me because he passed over me, and then he traded. Then he had a trade for me, and he got screwed in the trade. I mean, nobody wanted me at all, Chris. So I mean, you weren't playing. You weren't signed up. Nobody <laughs> even <laughs> asked. I mean, you know, it would have been nice to just be given the opportunity to be asked. Hey, are you going to sign up for this season? I already did. You, all right, good. All right, well there we go. That's even better. <laughs> and oh, so Charles, we'll I'll help, after this uh, this week we, we'll get together one night after you're done working, and I'll help you make your draft card because it's really yes. easy because you only play one faction. <laughs> so yep. we make it. We make we make a uh, we specifically make a thing a card that shows Charles only plays scum. That way, when you get drafted, they go, "All right, we're going to draft Charles." Charles into scum. Though this could oh, be a good opportunity good. for you to learn how to play some seppies or some first That's order. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I play scum, Chris. Stop trying to win me over to your crap factions. Hey, you do, you play first order too. Game. You do play first order though. Or you used no, to. I don't. Yeah, you bought you bought some before. I know you have. That was for oh, my no, Republic. Kid. I do have Republic. I do. Oh, yeah. You can do Republic, yeah. I think we just lost your audio there, buddy. Put those V wings brought to use. Now we can. All right. Okay. So anyway, so congratulations. Yeah, right. I opened them and I put them in my storage box. Those V wings <laughs> did good use. V wings are really good now. So, all right. So anyway, that was our Nickel City. That's I kind of just wanted to cover it real quick. Um, again, props to Greg. Thank you for putting this on. Um, it is a very fun league. Um, with zero pressure. You can play whatever you want, um, and you can play. You, you just it basically it's like one game every every week minus the buy. So um, we will be streaming games probably on Greg's off day on Wednesday. So um, I will commit to Wednesday night streaming for Nickel City League. Uh, specifically, Nickel City League will get priority over other stream games. You can, you're welcome to anytime you want your game stream. You're welcome to reach out to us. But I will say on Wednesdays I would like to stream Nickel City games. Um, especially if we're going to expand the league, I feel um, more committed to streaming that versus streaming um, any of the GSP stuff. So, Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's move on to our roll call section and do community list suggestions. We had a few lists that got submitted this week. Figured uh, it would be fun. And yes, I picked a CIS, uh, CIS list as the first list, but um, we had three lists submitted. Two from In Sniper, actually In Sniper, I think submitted like five lists, but I picked two <laughs> of their lists to go over, and then um, I have the, I also have uh, one list from Ani Jaeger as well, and one of them is a scum list, Charles. I picked one scum list specifically for you, baby. Woo! Yeah, that's it. All right, JJ, what is the first list that we have? 
All right, so the first one here is a CIS list. We have Aura Singh and the Fire Spray with Notorious, Proton Cannon, Seismic Charges, False Transponder Codes, and Veteran Tail Gunner with the Slave 1 title. Valen Das, the new Tri-Fighter Pilot with Barksmanship, False Transponder Codes, and Shield Upgrade. Then we have Dirge in the Rogue Class Starfighter with Ion Cannon, the Xanadu Blood title, and Ion Bombs. Then we have the Iron Assembler in the Vulture with uh, Energy Shell Charges, Munitions Failsafe, and Independent Calcs. And then DFF081, uh, the customized pilot with energy shell charges, independent calculations, and grappling struts to round off that list. So I will say I like it. Um, I will say with Dolan or Valen, I think I do run a, a little bit differently. I would not probably put that shield upgrade on there. Um, but you can, if you, if you're, if you really like the shield upgrade because it gives the extra health, um, I feel that's fine. I would then drop trans false transponder codes and either go to, um, what's the three calc, the overtune modulators. Um, I like overtune modulators, but personally I run the overtune modulators and notorious, which puts me at the eight points out of the 12 and then gives you four points, um, you know, for a missile or four points for uh, something else. But I like Notorious a lot. But if you have Notorious on Aurora, then you can't run Notorious, obviously, on Valen. Yeah, I've been going back and forth on different upgrades for Valen Das um, because he does want to do those red maneuvers constantly to, um, to get that strain off. Uh, so I've actually considered using Elusive. So that way, when you're going on the income, you know, that incoming joust, that initial one, gives him a little more flexibility to dodge those um, those initial shots and then to be able to basically K-turn past the opponent and re-trigger that elusive. I think that's a very strong combination there for Valandas. Um, of course, that takes away from your false transponder codes. I do like shield upgrade on Valandas to help him survive a little bit because just like uh, Soon's here fell, those green dice can betray you at any point. So being able to mitigate that um, that possible crit that could get through um, is really important for this particular chassis. Uh, but still, it's a it's a very solid uh, choice here to have false transponder codes with shield upgrade there. Um, with that notorious talk that you're talking about earlier, um, I, I'm a little torn on whether I would keep notorious on Aura Singh or Valandas. I get that with Aura Singh, you have the option of moving that notorious over to somebody else. Um, but I, I don't know who would benefit from it more, Orisin or Balandas. What do you think? I I feel that if you play Valandas KG, it is better on Aurora. But if you're gonna use Valandas as an as more of a, a fighter, like somebody that's uh, gonna somewhat be in the mix, I like it on Valandas a million times better. Yeah. What do you think about proton cannons on Aura? Is that um, viable to use, or it, would you switch it out for like better upgrades? I would switch it out personally, but I do like the idea of it because you get the force natively with it. And if you line up that bullseye, you have the option to line up that bullseye, right? So I think in the idea behind some of this, right, is if you if you can line up the bullseye, you can boost still have your mod, get your proton cannons off as well. So I have played around with HLC on Django, but nothing on Aurora. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I, I don't mind it. I prefer the, the proton cannons on Dirge, honestly, over uh, ion cannons. And then I put elusive as well on him. So I usually run proton cannons, elusive, and then the ion bombs. Or you could run seismics if you'd rather um, do it. Would you, but, do you think that it's worth um, upgrading that to... Uh, like dropping the proton cannon in favor for like a thermal detonator and um, yes. possibly upgrading, like adding a um, a delayed fuse on there. Uh, yeah, I would. I don't know about delayed fuses, but yeah, I would take the seismics and put them at thermals um, because they work a lot better with that notorious. They really do. Like being able to drop notorious and then boost away. Um, you know, do your maneuver and then boost away and then be able to get those shots if they get the strains is really good. Okay. And what are your thoughts on Iron Assembler with uh, this version of DFS? Is this probably the better way yes. to run these? Yeah, if you're not going to run any of the SLC stuff, then I prefer these over Discords. I've, I, will, I won't I will lie and say that I wish DFS had the extra spot just like um, Iron Assembler does because I would like to run the munitions failsafe. Um, and I don't think that's a that big of a stretch for AMG to change. Unless there's been a major change in like the last six to eight months, why a tri fighter? There's so I mean, now granted, I haven't seen CI again. I've not touched this game, but it seems like there are so many more viable CIS options that you can fit into that point scheme than a tri fighter. Why would you bring a tri fighter? They're fragile. They're terrible. So like, they make a Fang fighter look like it's a like a like a pro flown ship they're just awful well i mean I, yes they are definitely very fragile so let me read you off this particular tri-fighter's ability so volandas he is a um an initiative five pilot his ability reads after you fully execute a red maneuver you may choose an enemy ship at range one that chosen ship gains one strain token and you can remove a stress token and then it also alters the dial for the tri-fighter, uh, making the banks blue and then the hard turns, uh, the hard three turns, um, making them white instead. Now, um, this you essentially helps you. Token. Yeah, he, he does need to get that focus token there. But if you are able to pull over, um, if you're able to pull off that that red maneuver reliably, you're straining your opponent. Most likely you're outmaneuvering your opponent as well. And after you execute and get rid of your stress, then you're able to do your action, which at that point is probably going to be that focus or a target lock. And you can really uh, punish that particular ship that you're you're aiming for. This also works in conjunction with Aura Singh as well. Um, in this particular case, because Aura Singh's ability, she's able to spend a force to transfer uh, red tokens between enemies that she has in her front arc uh, within range one. So um, you can pull over that strain over to your intended target if you need to and um and just take advantage of it with multiple shots of it um so there is some viability for it um it, it's not a ship that's going to go in joust it's definitely more of a flanking type ship um but with three dice uh three attack dice and three defensive dice it is it has been at least in the games that i've played um it has shown promise and when we get to the Siege of Coruscant versions of the Tri-Fighter, they've also been really, really nice options for, for CIS. And I think we'll start to see them a lot more with, with a lot of these tournaments. 
Yeah, the CIA, the the blacks are now I five Charles when the siege of Coruscant. They all come with if you are by an obstacle or a um objective at range zero to one of one, you get it. You can do a free like you can do a, a white evade, and then if you have somebody in bullseye, you get a calculate for free. Ooh, newbie so, question. So with these new pilot styles, I guess you could call them. Uh, being available in like the Siege of Coruscant pack or the Battle of Yavin pack, um, are you only able to play those pilots during those specific scenarios, or are those nope. pilots available to be used like throughout the game? Yes, they they are available to be played outside of the scenarios. They are now. Very, I gotta very... go buy card packs. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure Chris can send over the, the cards he doesn't use. <laughs> I just need scum. I don't know what, I don't think there's any scum in Yevon or Corazon, is there? No. The Hot Shots and Aces, though, has has a few. There's a store nearby that has the Hot Shots and Aces. That's fine. I don't need it. I don't need those other two if they don't have the best faction in there. Yeah. When we get the, uh, the, the Mandalore scenario pack, that's going to be all scum, and that's going to be great. Oh, good. I will buy, like, three of them. Yeah, those will be good. We'll, we'll, we're waiting to see what they're, they actually have in them. Um, so now that I think about it, Char, or uh, uh, JJ, I think you would put treacherous or not treacherous, uh, elusive, back on Fallen. I think elusive is better because they have the one, the one talons right plus three Ks and five Ks. So yeah, definitely. All right, let's go on to the next list. We will let. Charles, 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 Charles. Your new name is Charles. Charles. Um, <laughs> uh, we will let Charles take. I'm going to break this down. You can. Yeah, you can read it off and then we can talk about it. All right. So, uh, even that's that's just like commonplace. I don't think scum's changed that much. Uh, jamming beam is a joke. Uh, the child gives him a force point for seven points, which is great. Uh, proxy mines are always good. Marauder and BT1 Gunner. Um, seems like a solid aim and build. A little light, if you want my opinion. But I think that's because the child is in there. Otherwise, you could have other bombs and that sort of thing. But as we all know, force points are amazing on fire sprays. Um Cavill in a Y-Wing, because why not, with the Tyrfin belly run. Uh, Genius, which is interesting to see, because I don't think anybody's really run Genius since, like, really hardcore since, like, the 1.0 days when it helped you with the uh, with the bomb. Uh, dorsal turrets, staple to a Y-Wing, Magpulse warheads, I'm glad to see those are getting some love. Uh, proton bombs and burnout thrusters. Uh, Manaru. Oh, my love from 1.0 um, before she got nerfed. Uh, jamming Beam, Plasma Torpedoes, The Punishing 1, R3, and MiGs. Uh, and then Gamut Key? Yeah, with Marksmanship, Seismic Charges, Zuckus, Deadman Switch. And I'm going to assume the slots underneath are empty because the screenshot does not show them. Yeah, they're empty. Um, I don't know. I don't see an issue with it personally. Um, I like. I always like the hawk being in there now. Uh, there's a lot of versatility with the hawk. Um, 
but it doesn't look like they're running um, the front arc. So you've only got the side arc, which is fine. I mean, if I remember right, when I was playing before I left, uh, I was running Kanan Jarrus in the Hawk with only one arc uh, and just using him to, to eliminate dice and do that sort of thing. So the Hawk has just become... Um, just sort of good all around, I'm assuming, like, support it, ship, kind of like the yeah. shuttles for Rebels and, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. It's just a, it's a carrier of fun. I miss Manaru's original ability, but that's hearkening back to a time when you ran Manaru with Fenrau and, uh, and the, uh, oh, what is it, the other big base ship that Scum has, the Shadowcaster, and you just, you just ran rough buddy because god knows as long as one ship did a green everybody got a focus um again jamming beam i think it's just there because you can put it there because it's zero points um what's migs mayfield do i know that was in the uh the mandalorian pack but i never really looked at it so uh Bing's ability reads after you perform a front arc attack you may perform a rear arc or a turret arc as a bonus attack against a different target with the one or more uh red or orange tokens so in this case, um, if you manage to get the Magpuls off uh, from Cabal um, and you get that Deplete and Jam onto somebody when it hits, then that helps Manaru essentially double tap. Uh, first with the Torpedoes, then a second shot with the Primary. We're punishing one. So you get two, three die attacks um, if, from from that particular combo there. Um, it To me... Um, does it does feel like there is a, a lot of work that goes into making sure that that particular combo goes off because i mean you can get off of the mag pulse or cabal can execute a maneuver drop the proton bomb and then use burnout thrusters um and you could potentially get like um, uh the uh double stress crit to get those red tokens onto that particular ship um it doesn't feel as as impactful, honestly, I think ion bombs probably works a little bit better if you're trying to work towards that particular combo. Um, but I think the the more standardized loadout that I've seen with Manru, which is um, uh, notorious with um, with an illicit, usually either false transponders or contraband cybernetics, to help Manru if he if Manru takes any shots to give out that strain. So that way at initiative three, Manaru hits harder with punishing one. Um, I think that's probably a little more efficient for this one than having to rely on Mix Mayfield to do the double tap. Because again, you're very reliant on getting that um that setup for that. Um and on top of that, I think if you're trying to go with that as well, Iman um to uh to equip it with the the cargo shoot uh for the strain. Because that would also trigger MIGs. That would probably be better. And then top it off with Sykes Mix. Something that we ran before um, when we were testing out the double fires ways. That probably helps this list, um, this version of this list out a lot more. Just out of curiosity, if you've got, and again, I'm, I'm thinking old logic. So just roll with me on this. But if you've mm -hmm. got a bunch of ships that can put tokens on. It seems like MIGs would be better placed on, say, like a Nom Lom. I mean, Nam yes. was five points, same as Manaru, same as the contracted scout. You get a little bit less at the upgrades, but with Nam being able to to split off his that mobile arc 
uh, whenever somebody shoots at him to give Miggs that that guaranteed turret shot as long as somebody's got him, you know, some someone's got the the stress or whatever tokens on it. If you're already building around that ability of giving Migs the double tap, having that mobile arc being able to spin around seems a little more Yeah. I, more I do agree. For me. You just I do agree. The issue yeah, though just, hold on. The issue is you lose the title with Dombon, Charles. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, fair. That's that's the only issue with that. I agree with it. Like the since they play around with titles and they have <laughs> um not everybody could take the title anymore. That's why Gamut doesn't have the title either. Is right. because Gamut can't take the title. Kanan can't take the title. Um. So for me, I think the bigger thing would be is I don't personally like Child on Eamon. But that's just me because it makes Eamon a target. I would prefer to have the um, second bomb slot from it and yeah. have Seismics and uh, the rig cargo shoot. Yeah, well, that's just I, me. I, yeah, I think um, you know, just in our testing when we we're testing that for the the GSP events, that that felt like a very fun and effective way to block off particular lanes and take advantage of it and get damage out reliably. Um, but I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to equip Iman out. Um, I mean, it just pick your your poison basically at that point, but. Um, it's a decent list. I mean, you you have some good bones in this list. I think you just need to play around with the upgrades a little bit more to make it a little more effective, or at least a little more reliable. Um, my my worry for this list is once you take out Manaru, who becomes the the teeth of this list to start taking out ships. Right, you, you're gonna have to rely on Iman, who wants to be running away, and making people chase him for the bombs and that is very easy to counter by just choosing that to engage Iman, you know? Yep. All right. So the last list that we have tonight is a Republic list with a gauntlet fighter in it. I'm actually pretty excited about that. So it's the... so huge on the table that thing is so yeah. ungodly big. <laughs> it's so good <laughs> i ran two of them in cis for a little while just for shits and gig yeah i think when i ran at our tournament i ran two didn't i jj no i didn't i ran the falcon one of them and uh a yv yeah. which was still that's still a lot of ass on the board yeah yeah it's a lot of health <laughs> to try to go through heck yeah man so this list from Ani Yeager comes with and they didn't post the link, so I'm guessing I had to recreate the list. So if you submit a list, please post a link uh, to either uh, list whatever the the Yasby or what's the whatever the other one is. Um, I don't remember the name of the other one, but whatever it is. Um, that way I know whether they're SOC or not. So I'm I I went with the fact that because they didn't have upgrades, they were SOC. So we have Wolf with which is a standardized Wolf with the Wolf Pack Veterans Hail Gunner Q7. Um, this is the standardized contrail with ion limiter override, precision astromech, the Besh and ion bombs, click with Besh ion engines and R3, kickback with diamond borons, the standardized munitions failed today, and then the gauntlet with veteran tail gunner, drop seat bay, swiveling, the gaunt, <coughs> excuse me, the gauntlet title. 
Night Owl Commandos, Fives, and C-3PO. What do you think of this list? I like it. Um, number one, it's refreshing not to see Wolf and Jag on the same list for once. Um, but uh, I definitely like this list a lot. Um, seeing uh, Bo-Katan coming out there, uh, providing support with uh, C-3PO and Fives, and then the Night Owl Commandos to add even more arcs onto the board. Uh, with those Mandalorian commandos, um, you can get a lot of coverage on the board with this here. Um, and honestly, uh, kickback at Initiative 5 and Contrail and Initiative 5, uh, really solid ships for the Republic to go in and uh, do some damage, do some work against some of the enemy ships. And Wolf being able to um, to work off everybody else's target locks is, is really good too. I like it a lot. Yeah. And I think with the Gauntlet, um, I, I don't know if I'm sold on fives personally, but I don't think there's that many other like great, like three point, um, three point, uh, whatchamacallit crew members there. Um, but you could switch out the veteran tail gunner if you wanted, and then you would have six points to invest in it. Um, which would allow you to have ghost company. Oh wait, you don't want Ghost Company. Never mind. That's the stupid lad that that takes Ghost Company. So not scratch that. But you you could have the six points um for it to put in there, and then you could swap out that and C three PO for a force point if you want. Um, though I do really like C three PO because you get the re rolls with C three PO, and I think that's kind of the the caveat when you have that big base and you're yeah. rolling the two green dice, and then you get to re roll one of them because you're calculating. Uh, that seems pretty good. Like, I, I do agree with you with fives. I think dropping veteran tail gunner and upgrading fives to Corky Crees so you can pass off one of those calculates is actually a solid option as well. Um, because uh, with Boca 10, as long if you're able to get that target lock early and pass it off to somebody else and then double calculate, you're basically double modding a ship um, for an attack and still have a calculate to poor defense. Um, and you're going to force your opponent to try to take on that double modded ship or poke a tent. Um, so it's, it's about making, forcing your opponent to make a choice. So I, I like that. Yeah. Cause if you, you, you say Corgi crease. Yeah. Drop a veteran tail gunner upgrade fives to Corgi. Yep. Cause the other one is that prime minister Amalek, which could be good. Um, you could run the tack officer if you wanted. Um, I just, I, I'll be honest, I don't like fives, but that's just me. I mean, it has its uses, um, but I think that Bo Katan probably is more reliable for shots. Um, if she doesn't get the deplete, um, you're less likely to miss. But I don't know. It just depends, honestly. It's a situational. Because yep, you also have. Clone Commander Cody, which is another option, which a lot of people miss, and I do really like that um, as an option. Um, I think the the bigger thing is is you know if you go back down to the six points, you can run ion torpedoes if you want. You now have missiles. You can put any sort of different type of missiles in there for her. Um, I have seen multi missile pods. Uh, I know people laugh at that, but I have seen that be pretty decent because now you have the multi-missile pods, and then you can, you have a two-point talent. Um, right? So you, you can run the Predator. Uh, you can run Marksmanship. You can run Composure. Um, I don't know. 
So I think it just kind of depends which category you want to run it in. Um, but otherwise, you could throw in here and you could have Lone Wolf. You can have Enduring, which is very helpful. Enduring is huge, in my opinion, um, in avoiding taking those crits. Um, the only sad thing is you're left with one leftover point. <laughs> we don't have a Greedo. We don't even have a Greedo. Well, all right. Well, those were the lists that I had pulled up. Um, we are getting close to an hour and a half. Um, and I just want to take a few minutes to kind of reflect on last year. And then we're going to do our, our raffle, our giveaway for our Siege of Coruscant. So we're not raffling off to anybody watching the show. It's to those of you who were part of our future series suggestions and you submitted your email address and name to me. So Charles, any any thoughts, anything going into the new year, things you want to see on the show, things, I mean, just your overall thoughts as you as you rejoin the X-Wing uh, community. Um, I mean, honestly, I am just kind of excited for all of the possible things. I really would like to see a, a bigger turnout in Orlando, something that we used to have. I don't where I live, the, the community has not been as strong as it once was. And it makes it really, really hard to like get into playing the game, you know, like physically in person um, without having that, that community vibe. Um, so, you know, other than that, I think everything else is, everything else is good. I'm excited to, to play the game again. I'm excited to remember how bad I am at it. Um, and, uh, excited to prove Crispy wrong. Even though I know that Crispy is an amazing player, I do have a, a dub over Crispy uh, with a scum list, just saying. Um, so, I mean, it's it's something that I can I can say with pride that uh, Crispy has never beaten me. So maybe maybe we'll have to do also like a Friday night or Saturday night or Sunday <laughs> night aces aces high. Heck yeah, that'd be and awesome. Not, not the aces high people think of. The original Aces ah, High. The original idea for Aces High. Yeah. The original Tanner and Charles idea for Aces High. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So why don't we, I guess, why don't we pick? We got to go to the random number generator. Yeah. And while you do that, um, I just want to uh, like echo the sentiments that, um, that Charles said, you know, for this coming year. Uh, definitely excited for X-Wing. Um, you know, we're about to have our first world championship since before COVID. Um, and excited for where the game is heading for. Um, we're going to have new new faction core sets uh, that are going to come out. We're going to have reprints for the Star Viper, the YT-2400, and for the TIE Bomber. And um, and we're probably going to get whoa, new whoa, art whoa, packs back. and stuff. Pump, 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 pump those brakes. Did I hear? Because I've been out for a minute. Yeah. Don't don't toy with my emotions, JJ. Don't yeah. don't toy with my emotions and tell me the, that I'm going to get a reprint of a Star Viper, which means that oh, it I'm becomes sorry. legal again. I I'm sorry. I did get your hopes up. I'm sorry. I meant to say Star Wing. I always confuse it to you. Sorry, the Star Wing asshole. I however, can't. however, I can't turn on the more than likely the explicit words because. <laughs> I am I am positive that the Starwing will be coming back. We we just have to wait till Mini Strap again until they announce that. I hope just because one of the um, 
one of the, the customized cards that they were giving out, like at one of the events, they had the Starwing as like uh, Guri specifically as one of those pilots on there. So yeah, but they gave I, Yoda as a prize right before they banned his card. So like, let's not. No, you're not thinking banned, sense. But... You're thinking yeah, sense. sense. Excuse yeah, me. Sense. They gave yeah, that sense. as an alt art and then said, hey, guess what? You don't get to use that anymore. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm hoping though, man. I have hope. <laughs> I do too. It's a little card that doesn't really get much use in the scum world. Yeah. <laughs> and the other announcement is uh, what's in the works right now is the second Planning Phase Syndicate showdown. Uh, we're looking to set that up between April and May. It's going to be held here in North Carolina at the same place where Crate Cup was held. And uh, more of that to come as we are able to lock things, some, some details on there. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll have that uh, for you guys out there and hopefully have another great tournament. All right. Are we ready for the giveaway? Let's do it. All right. Somebody give me a drum roll and give me a countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Oops, I hit that twice. I guess uh, number nine. Well, number 22 was JJ anyway, so you cannot have <laughs> the thing. So, sorry. So, number nine is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Is it Matt March? Is it Matt March? Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. I got to verify this because I think Matt won our giveaway for the token, too. The token set from hey. fish that's right oh my god i can't believe that one Congrats, two three Matt. four five six seven eight nine yep matthew d march you are the winner of a siege of coruscant pack thank you again for all of your submissions um that's crazy so we'll get in contact with you here over the course of the next uh the next week so that we can get that shipped out to you as well with that being said if you would like to stick around we are going to be doing a universe extended conversation where we talk about bad batch episodes one and two so if you would like to hear jj and i go on about star wars stuff not x-wing uh please stick around hopefully desi's on because desi usually joins us for these things um but if you'd like to talk uh some bad batch spoilers we will be back in probably about five or six minutes, and um, we'll be happy to do that. Again, welcome back to the the, the fold, Charles. We're happy to have you um, join us again um, for that. Next week, Sunday is not Super Bowl Sunday, so we will be airing a podcast like normal, 9 p.m. Eastern. We will be covering some tournament prep going into LVO and into Worlds. That will be the main topic for next week, and I don't know. We'll have something crazy and random. Maybe we'll do our random upgrade, um, uh, underutilized upgrade card. Maybe we'll do that um, as well. So thank you all. Have a good night, and we will see you next Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern.